Hi there, welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. Uh, this week, it's a bit of a different show. Um, I'm on the other side of the microphone and being interviewed by my good friend, Roan. The reason I'm on the other side of the microphone this time is because I wanted to uh, talk about the up-and-coming exhibition I've got that's taking place at uh, Ruka Gallery on the 24th of Feb. That's at uh, 82 Stanley Street in Collingwood, if you're in Melbourne. It's the uh, first time for Roan to interview anyone, and it's the first time that I've been interviewed like this. So, uh, yeah, we had a bit of fun with it, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. Uh, welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. This week, I'm your host, Roan. Uh, Tom Gerard is on the other side of the table, and this week we're speaking to Tom Gerard and Aon. How you doing? Good, thanks. Thanks for... Uh having me <laughs> no worries <laughs> thanks for turning the tables um so who is tom gerard and aeon well they're both me um but i sort of uh you know over the years i've exhibited under both names but um separately you know like depending on the uh the gallery i'm exhibiting in and uh depending on the the crowd that's there and you know if it's a group show if it's like more of a street art, graffiti sort of style show. I always exhibit as Aeon, but... Uh, was there ever a split? Like a moment when... Oh, let's go... Like, when did you start painting... I assume you are born Tom Gerard. Yeah. <laughs> when did you start painting Aeon? Uh, 96, yeah. I guess. I had had some other tags before, but I got in, got in trouble and had to change them. <laughs> what were they? Terrible uh, ones? Like, no, nah, they were alright. They weren't that bad. But I'll, uh, I don't say <laughs> You don't like even want to say Well, what got you into art in the first place? I was, I was uh, always into it when I was a kid. Like, yeah. even when I was, like, seven years old. Like, my uncles and that would say, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I would say, like, an artist, you know? And, like, it was, I don't know. I guess I was a bit academically challenged, um, like a lot of creative people I know. And, um... Yeah, I'd struggle, like English, math, science, all those classes, I just struggled in them and hated them, hated them. But then I'd get to the art classes and creative classes, I'd get good grades and I wouldn't even try that hard. And I thought, oh, this is a lot more fun, you know. Totally. And so I just thought, oh, I feel like I prefer to be doing that for a job than, uh, you know, crunching numbers in an office or something like that. Yeah. Um, and but I was actually yeah. like, yeah, I actually like um, started painting when I was a kid. And, yeah. Uh, and, you know, the school would put on exhibitions and stuff like that, like uh, even primary school. And I'd put, um, uh, you know, I'd put artwork from art class in there. And they'd actually, I actually sold a few pieces. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. So I've been exhibiting as uh, Tom Gerard a lot longer than I have as Alan. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that's cool then. <laughs> um, when, like, well, why did you start painting graffiti in the first place? If you're um, already painting, you know, bits and pieces here and there. Or... Yeah, it was weird. Like, I was always into it. Like, I was, you know, I was obsessed with skating as a kid. So I was, like, skating all the time and always hanging out with, like, other graffiti artists. But I was, like, the skater that hung out with them, you know. And a lot of these guys were really good already, even though we were young. And, um, but I just didn't do it. Like, I did, I was doing tags and stuff like that and doing tags in trains and, like, hanging out with them and doing that stuff. I never did pieces or, or really took it seriously. But, um, 
like I moved out of home when I was really young. I was like 16, 17. And then um, and I moved in with some guys and they uh, started getting like into drugs and stuff like that. Yeah. And I could see that I was going to get caught up in that shit. And um, I had a couple of friends that were graffiti artists that said, look, come and live with, come and live with us. You know, um, like I was lived with my friend and his mum because his older brother had moved out. So I took his room. But they were just like, you got to get out of that house. And then like... I'm really glad I did because all of them like turned into junkies and stuff like that and yeah. they've all been in jail and some of them are dead now and everything and like it was it was crazy but it was that move into into my friend's house that um like started hanging out with graffiti artists because like you know so like, your uh, mentors I guess so yeah it was like um Tuss 2 and Duet and oh, like cool. you know hanging out with like um you know a lot of wca and tgc guys and stuff like that and um you know they were all really good and i was just starting out and i was i was a bit scared to do anything in front of them you know but um you know it was you know it was a few people that encouraged me and other a few other people that like told me that i was shit you know <laughs> but one of the guys that yeah. sort of um that really gave me a lot of encouragement was um was sick oh yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah, he's still kicking about these yeah, days, totally. you know. But I've um, seen him around a few times. But he was like the fir- one of the first guys. It was just like you know, like uh, you're you're all right. Like at first, he was one of the guys that told me I was shit. But like yeah. afterwards, he told me I was all right, and it was the first time I ever heard it. It was like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Then you, um, you seem like you're one of the most um, obsessive, must paint all the time people I know. So like. It's really telling when looking at, you know, like you've been doing this since you were a kid and it's just like, you've been such an obsession since then. It's like, I can't see you not painting ever. You're just like one of those people, which is really cool. But um, yeah, just having those mentors and stuff must have been like pretty amazing to start with. It's like... It could end up a, a bad way talking about those other people in the house. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm really glad I got in, got out of there. Like it was a life changing moment for me, you know, because um, yeah, it just could have gone, could have gone wrong. Yeah. Like I could really see it going that way, you know. It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a good scene for me to be around. And I've got a quite really addictive personality. Like as you know, with me and my painting. Yeah. Like I was like that with skating. Like when I got into it, I was obsessed by it, and I did it every day. Yeah. and like I'm still I'm still into it you know I don't skate that much these days but I'm still into it and with um graffiti it's like once I got into it I just wanted to do it like every day and like I'm still you know right into it I, I, I still love it you know but now I'm, I'm putting a lot of that energy into my fine art cool and um you know like I'd, I'd still draw every day and I paint every day I'm in the studio every minute I can get and, um, um so I guess that's kind of leading into your, um, what you're working on now. Like, so you're working on a solo show <coughs> um, at the Ruka Gallery. Um, how's that all coming along? Yeah, it's coming along well. It's like it's a bit. Of, it's a it's a real weird thing for me because um, like I'm exhibiting both the styles of art that I do. Like I'm exhibiting as as two people, but it's actually both me. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's 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 a fun way to do it because I was uh, when I first you know you know teed up the exhibition, I was like, oh, am I going to do it as Tom Gerard or am I going to do it as Aeon? And it's like, oh, I uh, really wanted to show both of them, and I didn't want to do this like you know Tom Aeon Gerard or anything any of that yeah, shit. Yeah. You know, it's like it, it, I've just never been into it, and um, so I decided to do both of them. 
So you got two totally different styles yeah, in the show. Yeah, because why... You hope that people can... Definitely. Oh, be there a, must be a link, but yeah. there's like a you, you know, difference. It's done from the same brain and the same hands, so there are links. But one of them, one, like one style is completely learnt on the streets, and yeah. the other style is completely learnt in the studio and on sketchbooks, in sketchbooks, you know. But um, is it subject-wise, like is it Aeon stuff more letter-based and the other stuff's more... No, no there's, no, there's no letters in there. Like yeah. I, I don't agree with exhibiting letters and yeah. stuff, you know. Um, unless, you know, there, it, it does work in some, you know, forms, but as far yeah. like, I got it, you know, it has to be in the right setting, but, um, and by the right person, but, uh, now the Aeon <coughs> stuff's all, um, character based, like playing around with different mediums and, uh, and, you know, just different formats and, um, you know, like the stuff that the, the big heads have been painting on the streets yeah. mainly. So it's a lot of it's based around that. And, um, and then with the, uh, the Tom Gerard stuff, it's more, uh, things I've seen on my travels okay because yeah I've done a lot of traveling and um and that whole time I've been drawing and I've been taking lots of photos and 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 drawing a lot of things that are in front of me and um and I've been turning them into paintings and it's lo- it's based off like old old stuff if you know what I mean like so there's a lot of uh for instance there's a lot of couches that have been thrown out on the streets and I started taking a lot of photos of these couches but now I'm turning them into paintings so they're paintings of a whole lot of couches but they're all used and old and messed up and um and then other ones like a lot of uh wire fences that I've taken photos of that you know don't really work that well because they're all bent out of shape and they're not and they're folded up at the edges and stuff and I really like how you know it was once really straight and perfect but now it's not so much like that, and um, tells a bit more of a story. Exactly, though, and I'm not that I'm not that into painting like perfectly straight lines. Yeah. Like, and when I if I paint something that's well well used and well worn, I really enjoy painting it. And um, if I paint something that's that's brand new, like if I paint the same ob- object when it's fresh out the factory, it's it's going to be really hard to paint. I'm not going to enjoy it as much. But something that's you know had a lot of use, that's that's what I really get into. With Tom Gerard and Aeon, like, you know, there must be a temptation to merge the styles, like what you learn from one style, bring it over to the next, like almost collaborating those two styles. And like, do you ever see that you might roll into one? Yeah. And, like it might become so blurred. Like, um, when you interviewed Debs Myler and it's like, you know, we've known their work and we've seen that evolve over the years and got to a point where it's hard to tell where one starts and one finishes and like you, you yeah I, 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 with what you're doing I know, I know what belongs where yeah and it's like I've almost drawn a line in the sand and going this that and that belongs on that side that 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 belongs on the other side all right and that and that is it um and I know exactly what belongs where but for the exhibition I've actually done a couple of collaborations as well <laughs> <laughs> there you go but uh, but they, they they work because it's like um it's street scenes and and things that I paint as Tom Gerard, but it's sort of zoomed back and seen in a street setting. But on the street, there is actually graffiti and the, and all the characters are painted and stuff and they're painted as Aeon and they're painted on the walls. So that's, that's the collaboration, how it works. Um, before I don't ask, uh, when is it and where is it? Oh, it's at Ruka Gallery in, uh, Collingwood in Melbourne and it opens on the 24th of February. All right. Um, now, the you're talking about the Aeon characters like 
um, like where do they come from? Well, there are the, the heads. Like. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I started painting um, like uh, characters when I was in Melbourne before I went travelling, and I was working more with like the bubble styles that were coming off my pieces. So there was like it was almost like connections and stuff like that, and I started merging them into like um, sort of seeing mullets and muscles in there. So I'd have yeah. like um, you know like cartoon big strong arms. And my, instead of having an arrow, I'll have like a big strong arm with a yeah. uh, with a finger pointing or something like that. And then I sort of uh, started adding hair to them and and turning them into characters. And that's how it all came. So it was like an evolution of my graffiti style. Yeah, I remember you starting to put the arms in there. Yeah, yeah. and and then over time, I was um, I was really like painting them simple and uh, you know stripping back the features. I've never been one to paint photorealistic. And then. Um, while I was traveling, I was in Latin America and I'd start seeing these like cool hairlines and mustaches and facial hair. And I, and I started incorporating them into my characters because at first I couldn't do, couldn't paint jawlines and I'd stuff up the eyes. So the guy, so my characters always had a beard and sunglasses, but, uh, but over time I started getting the hang of it. I started shaving them back a bit, you know, and, um, and yeah, it was while I was in South America, I'd be like on, you know, I'd be on 24 hour bus rides and things like that. And you see, see these uh, Latinos and so you know, I'd, 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 a, a sketchbook or something. Oh, every, always. Like so I, I were, sketch every day, you know, you've been traveling always. a lot, like, um, yeah. you were gone for a couple of years. How, how many years were you gone? Five. Oh, this trip, I was gone for five years, but I've did another big trip before that. So where, like, where did you go for five years i spent like (laughs) about a bit like over a year and a half like nearly two years like in south america yeah um sort of started in the north of brazil and went all the way down to patagonia and then from there like went all the way to new york city but did it all by land so i was like going from town to town and place to place just it's, got invited to Buenos Aires. Yeah, it's an awesome city. It's way down south, right? Nah, uh, right no, no, it's sort of like the height of Sydney, I guess, if you call it. Okay, you know, okay, if you're talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you think about it, like, <laughs> like Brazil's bigger than Australia, yeah. so you can't like, put it on that scale, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, Shit. Yeah, but it was, it was a long way and um, like had some crazy experiences and sort of it was a life-changing trip, just that trip. Yeah, um, never in, like... I've been lucky enough to travel a lot, but I've never even been to South America. Mm. Um, but you've told me like some of the crazy shit that's happened there. And, you know, I kind of, like, how long were you just in South America? I think, um, 16 months, 17 months. But then, but then I went across the States as well. Like, like yeah. I, I hired a camper van and just zigzagged all over <laughs> America for a while. Um, but, um, what happened in South America? Like, well, were you trapped at one point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the first, the first, the first thing that happened to me was like fresh off, like fresh off the plane. You know, we flew into Buenos Aires and spent a, a week or so there, but then went up to Carnival in Brazil. But we went up to Salvador because everyone was saying that's where the real carnivals at and all that. So it was all cool, you know. <laughs> as soon as I, <laughs> like, first night there, just walking through the crowd and all that, and um, yeah, the, like the cops. The military police like sort of push their way through, and I um and I, I don't know I, just from having bad incidents with police over the years, I was yeah. a bit like, 
I'm not fucking moving for these guys, you know? And they just clobbered me over the head. This like fe- female cop just battened me over the head really hard and nearly KO'd me. Just for like, not stepping aside. Just for not stepping aside. And then I looked and it's like, oh, that's how they roll. They like assert their authority because, you know, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty rough in Brazil. And if they don't show them who's boss, who's, wow. uh, they're going to get walked all over, you know? But that happened, and then like the next night, well, I was, it wasn't even night, it was like late afternoon, just sort of walking down the beach, and um, there were thousands of people on the beach, and there was, um, a, the sun had just gone down, and there was, um, but there was floodlights everywhere, but there was this one little patch where there was a shadow, and as I walked through that patch, these guys just came out of nowhere, and they were like, they're only about 18, oh, about 16, 17 years old, but they were fucked on drugs, and their eyes were all rolling around, and one of the guys just, came up to me and just held a massive knife to my throat and then grabbed me by the balls and I was just sort of stuck and I, like, I, was, I was just in a pair of board shorts you know it's like oh fuck it's the ultimate fucking yeah. I'll do whatever you say yeah yeah and he had me and I looked into his eyes and he just wasn't there and that was the scariest part because I thought anyone there's rational, no way to negotiate nah and he was just speaking Portuguese and you know and um he was like he was just like, give me your money more or less. Yeah. And his friends just went through my pockets and then they went through Claire's stuff and like had like, had like a tenor on me, you know? Yeah. And then he's just like, is this all? And he's yelling at me. It's like expecting me to have like a digital camera and all this yeah. other shit. And it's like, come on, man, you know, I know where I am. But, um, but anyway, he, he, he let go of my balls and took the knife <laughs> down and, and, uh, <laughs> and let me go. But it, it was that moment. It was sort of like, all right, you know, this is the start of your trip. Are you, are you ready for this? Because there's going to be more shit, you know. And we, we had, Claire and I had a bit of a chat and going, you want to keep going? It's like, yeah, let's go for it. And so after, how many days in was that? Ah, oh, that was probably about, that was probably about a week and a half into it. Yeah. You know, and then, um, but then after that, like the next like sort of, I guess, near death experience or whatever was <laughs> like down in Patagonia. We were like um, hiking down there on our own. You know, they just let you into the national park. Yeah. And just go, go for it. And we were there like two, two days before it closes for winter. Yeah. We're hiking around and we got like lost and blown off course and all this sort of stuff. And like you go, you're walking around Wait, these like lakes. You had a swag or a tent? Or? I had a tent. Like we're carrying all our shit, carrying all our food, carrying our, um, our, our camping gear as well and just hiking. And um, it's just wild because you're like you're near Antarctica and yeah. it's like snowing and stuff like that. And we're just trekking around. And, um, you know, we ended up, we got... Bl- lost our way on this course and somehow wound up like um clinging to this cliff edge just going oh no how did did we get here like we're smarter than that surely you know (laughs) and then um and like you look down into the water it's like a two-story drop into the water and there was like icebergs floating around and stuff and it's like oh no yeah yeah yeah. but we ended up like sort of scrambling or is it ocean it uh it's like small islands and stuff like that it was yeah. It was in the area where it's got like Torres del Pine, where it's just, it's Spanish for Towers of Pain. <laughs> and there's these like two massive mountains there. But, um, you know, like that was, that was pretty scary because it was like, we didn't know where to go. And we were sort of stuck and we had, and our backpacks had like over 20 kilos in each one. And we we're just like, yeah. shit, you know, but we ended up camping out and we got, we got a bit lost in that, but we got back on our, on course. But, well, did you have a map? Or like oh the map's like, so crap. It's but like, it was like me. I'm like, out of you'd have GPS on your phone or something like. No, that. no, we like, didn't. We didn't have phone for years. Yeah, you know? it was, it was, that was a beautiful thing about being over there. It's like we had no phones. We had nothing. <laughs> we had no um, we like halfway through the trip we bought a really tiny um laptop. 
and that was just so we could sort of contact families our families when we had wi-fi and said oh we're still alive you know we're all right but we we just had um ipads i mean not ipads so we didn't we had um sorry uh ipod touches and stuff you know yeah that was like as all we had because we didn't need a phone we didn't need an iphone or anything because we didn't have every map on one of those right I don't know. It's still we, not recharging. We didn't, we didn't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. We, were just, we were just sort of like like doing it as analog as possible. It was like a good way to, to go about it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But then like, then this other time when I was in Bolivia, I got, um, these guys tried to drag me down a lane and like mug me and stuff like that. But I don't know. I'd sort of had a few other incidences while I was painting. How many times have you been mugged, mugged or attempted uh, to be mugged? I've only actually been mugged... Um, well, attempted to be mugged. Once. I've been attempted mugging heaps of times. I don't know. A fair few times. But um, this, uh, these guys, like I was walking down the street. I just bought a, um, bought a six pack of beer. Yeah. And I'd been hanging out with this like ex-gangbanger guy from LA all day. He was like deported to Bolivia and I was, he was living on the streets and that. Yeah. And I was just out painting on my own and he got... So you knew him as a painter? No, not at all. I was, just... I was painting and um, just on the streets because Claire had altitude sickness because we're in La Paz. It's okay. like, like the highest city in the world. So it's like four kilometers in the sky, if you know what I mean. It's above the clouds. Yeah. Didn't they try and to do Olympics there or something one year? Oh, they wouldn't have been able to. Everyone, <laughs> no, you can't, it takes a long time to acclimatize up there. You can hardly breathe. Like we've been at high altitude for a while and still getting altitude sickness and stuff. But anyway, Claire was yeah. in bed. I went, I just thought, oh, I'm going to go buy some. No, I think people paint. do training in places like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like down. Yeah, That's yeah it makes do. sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I was walking around and this guy, uh, I did a piece on the, on the streets and apparently the cops saw me, but they didn't know what to do with me because they're like, oh, it's a gringo or whatever, you yeah. know. And then this guy came up and said, oh man, you know, I like you, you know, you, the cops were there, you didn't give a fuck. And it's like, <laughs> in actual fact, I didn't see him. But he had like face tats and all that and full yeah. LA gangbanger stuff like all over him. And I was, I was talking to him. So he's from Bolivia and then was well, LA and got What happened, his family are from Bolivia, yeah. but he was born and bred in LA and in south central and what happened is he got caught up in like all the gang related activity and yeah. they just deported him back to bolivia and he's like i'm in bolivia i can't speak the language properly i don't know anyone Shit. and he's like and he's just like i'm living on the streets and i said come man I'll, I'll buy you lunch bought him a few beers and i just went around painting all day and he just like looked out for me <laughs> and um <laughs> and he's like a scary out. looking dude <laughs> and uh and so i thought oh you know i was feeling feeling pretty yeah. pretty confident after that bought a six pack of beer on my way home and had it in like one of those hessian bags and these guys just like just there's like on a main street just like leech, leaped out from the laneway and just grabbed like grabbed me and dragged me down there and i and oblivion's are pretty small so i fought them sort of yeah. fought them off and then they got in one of them went Whoa, into like karate position and it's like fuck you and i got i got the uh six pack of beer and started swinging it around my head going you know come on you fucker you know let's go sort of thing I, i'm not tough at all i've never been in fights or anything like the that adrenaline they, must yeah have been yeah and he uh and they these guys just like back down and were like tranquilo tranquilo which means like chill out and then they just took off down the lane but um you know that was that was pretty funny but then like the worst the worst thing that happened was like in, where, where uh, was your buddy what's that oh he'd gone yeah, by that stage he, yeah i gave him gave him some money and everything to, so he could um get yeah. some accommodation for the night and that but then um yeah like, like i won't go on about all these stories because it's not really related to art and that but 
the, this is what shapes your art and like what yeah. inspires a lot of yeah. it as well. Yeah, because I like I had good stories. Yeah, I had a lot of stuff happen while I was painting as well, but um, but it was never that bad when I was painting. I went into a lot of the slums because mm. I found I had really good experiences mm -hmm. when I went in there, and like I'd show photos to the locals and stuff and be like, oh look, you know, this is. They'll say, oh, what, what were you up today? Like people at youth hostels or whatever. And I'll go, oh, I went painting and that and showing some photos. And the locals would be like, you went there? And it's <laughs> like, yeah, they're like, man, no one goes there. It's too scary. You know, it's dangerous. Yeah. You shouldn't be going there. It's like, no, it was really nice, actually. <laughs> they had the locals making me lunch and all that. And, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, some guy will come up and have a beer with him and smoke a joint or whatever. It's like, I have really good experiences there. And yeah. then... um. Yeah, I don't know, but then, uh, yeah, oh, there's this one time this guy came up and tried to mug me, but that, but I just gave him painting. some... Painting? Yeah. While you were painting. Yeah, it was really funny, actually. He, he came up, him and his mates came up, and they said, what are you doing in our area, and all this. This was in, um, in Colombia, and, um, you know, what are you doing in our area, you're not meant to be here, da 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 and it's like, oh, no, no, it's all right, I'm just here to add some colour to the community, like, what do you say, you know? Yeah. And um, I was just saying it in my shit Spanish and stuff. And then um, they go, they go, give me your money. And I said, look, I'm sorry, I don't have any money on me. But what I do have is these icy cold beers. Here, do you want a beer? And I gave them both a beer each. Yeah. And they were like, oh, thanks, man, thanks. Because a lot of these places they can't like afford like beers yeah. are luxury, you know. Yeah. And these were icy as well. So um, cracked them both <laughs> a beer, and they sat down and they said, no, you're all right. Like, and then about half an hour later this other guy came up yeah. and tried the same shit on me and I didn't have any beers left and these guys jumped off jumped up and yeah. just like like started attacking this guy going like <laughs> he's with us don't fuck with him and all this sort of shit and then I went and bought him more beers it was it was really cool it was like a good currency good protection you know yeah so you did have money to buy more beers. Oh, I had a bit of money for that. But I, 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 like I had like a shit camera and I'd yeah. only ever take out enough money that I needed for the day. Like I yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't, and I wouldn't, I didn't carry a wallet for years. I didn't like any of that stuff. I'd never take cards out with me. I'd, everything was like just what I needed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. That's scary. Yeah. There's many more stories. Yeah. Like there was a bad one where I got stuck in a jungle, held at gunpoint and stuff like that. But that was, that's a long one. I'll take up the podcast, you know. Um, but anyway, we're here to talk about art, not like yeah, well, shit like uh, that. Yeah. I guess we're talking about like, like, did you paint everywhere you traveled to or yeah. did you paint? Yeah. Like, yeah. I painted, painted every country in South America. Apart from, like, I didn't go to a few <laughs> countries like Trinidad and Tobago and stuff like that. I didn't make it up there because it was too far off course. Yeah. But every country in Latin America I painted. Apart from Honduras, that place is scary. Oh, really? <laughs> the main, oh, the, the city, Tagalogupa or whatever it's called, that place is, um, is scary. <laughs> They're like, don't go out after dark. And like, we, we were trying to get home in time for dark. And we like, man, it's like Night of the Living Dead. It's really? like It was like the thriller Thing, you know, <laughs> film clip, but without the dancing, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. That must have, um, <laughs> like, so, apart from painting on the street, like, did you have, like, sketchbooks or something? Like, how did that, yeah. like, you know, for me, yeah, I've had a studio for, like, you know, the last 10 years and always had somewhere to make art, so, other than the, on the street, so, I assume you weren't really ever painted a canvas or anything like that so no, what else were you doing not, not in um yeah. when i was on the in um south america i was strictly on the um in the sketchbooks and then painting the walls 
but I was painting different stuff. I was actually like messing around with the style I do now as Tom Gerard. I was painting that stuff on walls in South America as well. And um, that was, uh, yeah, it was a good learning experience for me because I, I just had a, like, I didn't have a TV, didn't have any of that stuff, no internet. So there was always a lot of time to read books and do drawing. And I found that it really developed my style. And that also the materials were really limited. So I just bought- yeah, didn't you have like a, a bucket of paint that like, like oh, Desmar told about this, like you just kept watering it down. And just yeah, I had, I had a lot like that. But like, I, you could, I could sort of tell if I look through all my photos from that trip. Yeah. Like, I go through like a buck. I'll get a four liter bucket of like orange. Yeah, and they'll see me through like Nicaragua. So I was like, oh, every piece in Nicaragua is orange, and then every piece in like Mexico was like green or something yeah. like that. You know, and I, I work out. Um, yeah, work it, work it all out. Except for when I was in. Um, in Colombia, like uh, my friend Method, yeah, and his and, and his wife uh, came and visited us, and uh, and we travelled around for a month and a half. Oh, wow. But he's got that that nineties mentality where you have to do like full color pieces and everything. And um, yeah, it was funny. I actually like uh, got some spray paint out and started doing like like playing around with color a lot more. You know, so did yeah like. Did you have spray paint most of the time? No, I just I just used black roll. I mean, sorry, um, black spray paint because yeah. that was the only color you could rely on. Yeah. And um, so you'd always just have a couple of cans when you could find them. Yeah, like you go to a hardware shop and like I'd have like orange and red yeah. and all that, but it was the shittest pigment in the paint, yeah. and you wouldn't couldn't rely on it for anything. And then you get to the actual wall you're going to paint, and I was just looking for spots. Like so, I'd. I came, became a bit of a master of searching out spots. Yeah. And that was like, I'd set out for the day in a city or town or village, like not knowing anyone, not knowing where to go. And I'd always find a spot. And sometimes yeah. I'd be walking for like four hours and I'd always find a spot. And I, I just knew I would, you know, yeah. and I just had faith in it. And it's like, just when you're about to give up, you turn around, you're on your way home and then a spot's there. Yeah. And so I just... um I just use the roller straight onto the wall and I wouldn't even mark up. I'd like, I'd just dip the roller into the bucket and then just paint straight onto the so wall. So mini rollers? No, no, I'd just use a full size and, um, and yeah. just paint. Just, oh, and, and then just, you outline yeah, it. Yeah, but what, because of that, like I'd paint, I'd messed around with a lot of different styles. Yeah. So like I'd use like, do a lot of um, like straight letter things and play around with fonts and like end up using the roller like calligraphy a bit as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was good fun. Or sometimes I just roll out a big shape and then just draw into it. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and it was um, like flash sheet style or? No, no, not really. I just, I, I don't know. Like I, if I found a wall, I'd just paint as many things on it as I could until <coughs> I, I filled up the wall and then I'd move on, you know. Like, so if I found a good spot, like sometimes I'd paint like five pieces one after the other after the other in different styles and just try and practice different styles then other times i'd you know do just a whole bunch of characters and try and practice them but if you do, i find that if you just do one you then you do another one somewhere else the chances are you might do something quite similar but if you do like five to ten things on one wall you've got to try and make them all different yeah that's and cool. it, it's a challenge you know yeah like most people you know when they travel especially traveling like that much and that far kind of um take a break or even the fact that you know you didn't have a phone uh, i'm sure you're documenting a lot of this yeah yeah i've got photos of everything but yeah. it's also like you know, now we have this thing where it's oh you do something you post it 
and you get an instant kind of uh, feedback yeah. on it. Like, you wouldn't have had that for years on any of this. No. Uh, and I almost wish that you did it while, so we could watch it happen yeah. in that time. But you were posting photos I on, like, a blog. Yeah, I had a blog. Yeah, like yeah. A, a blog spot. Because yeah. it was before, it was pre-Instagram and all that type yeah, of like stuff. Yeah, I remember seeing it, but it was, like, so yeah. much slower yeah. compared to what it is now. And also, the internet, when we had access, it wasn't very fast. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, and just the hassle of it all, taking a photo off a, off a camera and then having to load it up. And, but I was using it more just to write stories as well and tell stories of my experiences. Because there was some, even just painting, there was some really, like, funny things that happened. Like, I was in, like, Guatemala, and I, paint, I was just walking around looking for a spot. I found this boarded up building, but it was on the corner of like the main intersection of town. And I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, wow, that'd be a pretty good place for a piece, you know? <laughs> and I hadn't, I hadn't painted anything in Guatemala yet yeah. because, because I'd been living in villages and stuff. And, um, it was, it was the night before the day before we were leaving. And, um, and I saw this guy standing there and he had, he had a um, Real Madrid shirt on and he had a pump action shotgun in his hand. And I said, <laughs> Hey man, in Spanish, I was like, hey, you know, like, what's going on with this building? I'm an artist from Australia, you know, I want to paint something on it. Do you think it's cool? And he was like, yeah, man, go for it. Like, he goes, and he goes, I'll look out for you. If any trouble comes, I've got your back. And he stood there, he stood there right next to me while I was painting. I was pretty quick. I actually did, did two pieces on it because it was on a corner so i painted one on each side why was he there (laughs) uh, he was there his brother had a shop next door yeah and he was just there making sure no one fucks with the shop more or less crazy and because you know because people like if you've got something valuable people try and take your shit you know so he was just there going oh yeah i'm just looking after my my brother's shop and all this (laughs) and he's like you know just be, you know, um, and listen that was siesta time or whatever i think and he's like yeah just while they're on siesta but um, yeah, and he stood there and watched out for me, and I had this guy like with a pump insane. action shotgun, and I actually he looks like one of the characters I paint these days because <laughs> he had like rece- receding hairline, double chin, like like a Pablo Escobar style mustache, you know what I mean? Oh. He was cool as you know. I tried to get a, get him to pose next to my pieces, but he didn't want his photo taken or anything, mm. you know. Yeah, you, you can't. You can't uh... <laughs> really convince someone with a shotgun too much can you nah he was cool though <laughs> I, I i bought him a beer but he didn't want one yeah you know. <laughs> um did you ever do any exhibitions while you like um traveling or overseas yeah yeah i did i did a bunch of them like not nothing in south america that's that's a thing like we we haven't even got to the rest of the trip i'm still yeah. talking about the first like year and a half but um like i went to the states after that and then um <coughs> i stayed with um Dabs and Myla in LA, which was really cool. And then after that, they put on a group show and they got me involved in that, which was really nice of them. And then, um, so I had had, an, I had a piece in a show in LA and then um, I moved to London and I oh, yeah. took part in a lot of exhibitions there. Like I, I did like, um, I did a lot of group shows, but some shows only had a handful of people in them. So I had um, had like a, a, like a whole wall like with a whole bunch of pieces on there, yeah. in there. And then um, after that, moved to um, Barcelona. And How long were you in London? Uh, I was there for like a, uh, I think a year and a half. Okay. But it was really cool because I got like, I, that was like really educational for me because I was working, that, during that time I was working at Christie's Auction House. That's right. And so I was um, like really educating myself on art. Like that was like, all right. Um, I felt like from the South America trip, I had so much art within me that I wanted to get out 
Yeah. And I, and then like I'd I'd try to paint like canvases and and wood and all that, but hadn't had a lot of practice with that because I've been spending so much time painting outdoors. Yeah. And then I I thought, well, this is a perfect place for me to um learn art so i started really like researching as met like any artists that took my fancy i was just like reading to them and and all that and um i was laying out their their print catalogs and also like i did um designed a, an app for them and stuff like that but i was just looking at art like i had like thousands of pictures past my screen all day and i started making like i could see the artist who did it the name of the piece the size where like when it was made and how yeah. much and how much it sells for as well so I had all this information and I started going, oh, okay, so, you know, I like these guys and I like this style and I like this this era or whatever. But yeah, my art history is, you know, terrible. Um, Mine's still not good. Yeah, I, only, like, I only know what I like. Yeah, that's it. It's like, I, I think, you know, a lot of us, you know, we a lot of us didn't study, you know, at art schools, a lot of us. So we've kind of, we're very insular in our own network and like we know what's about you know other graffiti artists and street artists and stuff yeah. like that but it's like take me outside of that like i got no idea yeah yeah that's it, what i was it trying gets to embarrassing sometimes it's oh shit yeah <laughs> i know because i used to hate it when people like like name drop artists to me and go you don't know who so-and-so is yeah. but i've given up on all that because what i've realized <laughs> is i know a shitload about the art that i know about exactly so like graffiti street art and all that like um yeah. And so when people go, oh, you don't know who da 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 da, da is, yeah. I think no. I just say, look, no, I don't know who they are. Yeah. But I, I always think they don't. I know, know, sh- I know shitloads of people know, that you don't know. Yeah. So if you want to play that game, we can go there. But yeah. I'm not that sort of person, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, you just got to be honest. Like I, I, I try to make a thing of it to never, um, never talk about shit that I don't know about because you end up just coming off looking like an idiot, you know. Yeah. yeah and you end up looking like a, like a bullshitter, like a liar a fake whatever yeah. you know um so why'd you go to barcelona oh it started like cause we claire and i learned you got learned cold? spanish now we learned spanish in in south america and we we're in uh, we we're trying to keep it up in uh in um london and it just wasn't happening you know like we knew some people that spoke spanish and try to converse with them and all that type of stuff yeah. but at the end of the day you're in an english-speaking city you're not going to yeah do that much of it so we thought oh let's go let's give it another crack let's go to um spain and we and we kept going to barcelona for week long weekends and stuff and yeah. i was just we just loved the place every time we found ourselves at the airport just going yeah. i don't want to leave i don't want to leave so um yeah we just decided to move there and um and it was it was really good but actually before we moved there we took a big trip to um india and thailand and sri lanka and stuff like that and i did another big painting trip in india that's right. Um, with um, with Tizer and Ebot. Yeah. Yeah. It was on my honeymoon, actually. <laughs> it's clear when I do a big yoga course, I went for a month over there, and it's like, oh, you go do that, I'm going to go painting. Yeah. And, um, True love. Man, it's cool. You've got to respect each other's like, <laughs> no, wishes and stuff, you know. And yeah. um, and I had a great time, and I saw a lot more of the country than she did. But, um, I'm sure but, she had a great time, too. Yeah, she yeah. did. Yeah. But we uh, we tried to sort of live as artists over there, and it was really interesting experiment, you know, like try to paint murals and get food and accommodation and stuff, and that was um. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it was, it was a lot of fun. You know, it was a lot of fun. And I, and I, instead of just documenting it with photos, I made some videos as well. They're pretty. They're more like film clips, you know, with some Indian music and just <laughs> montages, you know, because I don't. I, I was self-taught with all the video stuff, so I. 
Yeah, you know, when they put bad iMovie clips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, but sorry, sorry. After that, we yeah. were just like, you know, London was getting to be a bit of hard work, and we decided to move to Barcelona, and that's um, and that was just to, and that was when I first got a studio as well. Like I'd never had a studio before. Really? Yeah, got got a studio in Barcelona, and um, I was working for a design company not far from my studio, and. Yeah, just riding bikes around and just painting all the time and and, ev- and over summer just everyone like everyone came like heaps of friends from australia and friends from all over europe would come visit us and just i'd just take them out painting and uh it was, How was barcelona like the heyday there was like oh five oh six oh even like i was there went there first in 2002 i think and yeah. it was pretty yeah you could do okay. anything over there i think it was i think i got there around 2007 and people were just like it was so much better before this like they yeah. they culled a lot at some point Pe- people but, but people say i'm sure that, it's still but they're comparing something that was was really fucking good with something that's still amazing you know what i mean and it's yeah. like they're oh it's not it's not the same but you can say that about anything you know yeah it's like people's like you you hear a lot of like you know, old graffiti artists say, oh, you know, it's not like it used to be. And it's like, yeah, I know it's changed, but it doesn't mean it's not good. Yeah. You know, and um, I found that, you know, you could just you could get away with a lot of stuff over there. You know, you could, um, you know, I'm not that into sort of painting illegally that much anymore. But yeah. over, but when I knew that that could be like my last hurrah sort of thing. And I was out like four nights a week, just <laughs> cruising around with my friends. Like we just on a bike, on bikes and stuff, drinking beers and um and painting spots and yeah there were times that the cops would grab me and that and you just that they'll pull out like a um a, like an fpos machine and oh, they'll really? give you an on the spot fine and you just swipe your card and then they go all right now now piss off <laughs> stay out of trouble and it's like oh, i've still got my paint and everything it's like all right where, where next guys i yeah. think one of my <laughs> fondest memories uh we were painting there and we climbed up to this spot and there's all um, the guys walk around just selling single beers. Yeah. Um, and we were like in this spot doing what um, we shouldn't be doing. And these guys come up just like, oh, you know, like trying to sell us beers. I was like, yeah. Yeah. So like they passed us beers up to this spot yeah. while we were painting. It was just like, it was the most ridiculous thing. It's like, this is, this is, this is the life. Yeah. Because they, they actually. <laughs> it was a nice hot night. It was, yeah. Yeah. Because it's actually part of like the Pakistani mafia or something like that. Oh, that's yeah. And then um, the beers are always icy cold yeah. and they pull them out of like all these yeah. weird spots, like like little manholes and stuff. But, um, oh, really? Yeah. Like because they stand on every corner and then they have guys that look out for them because they, yeah. they get busted by the cops. That, that was the thing, he, we were doing something illegal and he was doing something mm. illegal and it was like, but we could still yeah. work together. Yeah. yeah. But we get them to spot for us. Yeah. We go, look, if someone, like, you know, we're going to paint this spot here. If someone comes, you know, if your friend down the street whistles to you, you whistle yeah. to us and let us know. And they're like, yeah, cool, no worries. And we'll just buy a bunch of beers off them and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. You can't rely on them, though, because they've got their own agenda. They're trying oh, to, course. they're trying to, they're after the, looking after themselves, you know. Yeah. And then you look around, it's like, fuck, where'd the beer salesman go? Shit, yeah. we better get out of here. I think the cops are coming, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, um, anyway. <laughs> Um, so how long were you in Barcelona? I was there for a year and a half, all up. It was it, so same as London. Yeah, yeah. It so wasn't. You, did you get married in between? Yeah, yeah. Went to. Um, so yeah, you we went got on a married, trip. went on a trip, and then went to Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona? we went over to Thailand and got married there. 
Because yeah. we like, because Claire's from London, I'm from Melbourne. It was like, you know, everyone had to go either one side of the world or the other. We thought, oh, we'll yeah. have it in between and just. Um, that's, that's know, a good way to do it. Fair. That's fair. And took everyone on holiday. It was really cool, actually, like having a holiday with friends and family. But then, well, after Barcelona, um, you came back to Australia. Like, yeah, what what made you decide to come back? Well, um, I don't know it was just like it was time to sort of sort some shit out, you know, like because all this travel and that, you, you like when you're out of your natural environment, yeah. And you, you're doing stuff. You, it's so good for generating ideas. Yeah. I had all these ideas and, and things that I wanted to do. And um, I just felt that Spain wasn't the place to do them. Yeah. Because there's not, you know, like the income, like the, uh, like salaries are really low then. Yeah. And people sort of have enough money to sort of, you know, eat out and have a few beers you and stuff survive. like that. But no one's buying houses or anything like that. And people, and even like you... If you've got like a, a, your shoes are a bit old and, and your jeans have got paint on them and all that, you don't feel like daggy over there, you know, because yeah. everyone's a bit sort of like they're no one's walking around in the latest gear and stuff. Yeah. It's you've got less disposable income. But um, and I just felt that there's all these things I wanted to do with my life and uh, and they weren't going to happen in Barcelona. So um, you couldn't do anything concrete there. You couldn't. Nah. And also you even couldn't buy just, the big dining table. No, I still don't have a buddy dining yeah, table. Stuff like that. You can't. But, you can't um, did you have a car or anything? No, no, no. Like... I haven't had a car for six years, yeah. something like that. But um, sounds like you're almost not that your life was on hold, but yeah, it's almost like that. It's like you can only yeah. do so much when you're not in the place that exactly. Yeah. In the, like I saw a lot of things happening. Like what, what I really wanted to do with my life yeah. was live live and work as an artist. You know, and in Barcelona, that wasn't happening because it's hard to sell art over there. Yeah. Because people, like, they'll buy cheap art, but I didn't want to sell cheap art. I want to, I, I know that my, I know my worth and yeah. I want to stick, stay true to myself. Yeah. And, um, you know, I had some exhibitions there and I had a few exhibitions around Europe, but, um, you know, a few paintings will sell here and there, but I was hardly making a living off it. Yeah. And I thought, you know what, like, I, I, I I could really see what was happening in Australia and I said I'm going to come home and I want to want to give it a good crack and I want to start the podcast I want to do all these type of things yeah. and um, you know even a lot of the artists I was, I was hanging out with in um, Barcelona a lot of them can't speak English that well you know and yeah. uh, I was thinking oh I'm going to run out of people to interview pretty quick <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah it, it was just it was time it was time to come home I haven't hadn't see my family for a long time you know apart from the wedding but like hadn't yeah. spent quality time with a lot of family and friends and all that as well and i just wanted to kickstart my life um how long have you been back now a year the other day oh really yeah <clears throat> um so how was how has the first year been it's been really good actually um like because i got myself a studio yeah. Or, you know, I'm sharing a studio. I'm, I'm working out of um, Arts Hole, which is yeah. um, up in Caulfield. It's it's good because I'm in St. Kilda, so it's just a bike ride away. And, um, and, yeah, just met, like, a lot of, like, new friends and met so many new people. And, like, I don't know, like, catching up with old friends as well has been great. Going out painting again and, and um, just trying to really create a new life for myself and a new career as well. Yeah. And, um, and... Just even doing this podcast has been really good for me. Like, 
Yeah, I just think, give uh, me a reason to contact people I admire and say, hey, you know, and then I've made friends with people, and I don't know, I find I'm just out and about doing stuff and, and being with my family and friends. Sorry, yeah. I'm rambling. No, 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 I, I think like I think uh, what's kind of good about what you do is you're, and I think this is you know, you're you're willing to take a risk and you're willing to. Uh, be told no like mm. you're willing to ask the question and, and be rejected and like mm. that's what you need to do sometimes to like get to paint that spot or to yeah. interview that person it's like if you don't ask you will never know kind of thing and you're one of those people like you'll just ask yeah and I think um, you know I think sometimes I'm pretty good at that, but I know you're just like amazing at that. You're just like, you'll just go straight into something and just say, mm-hmm. oh, it doesn't matter if they say no. It's like, you know, water for ducks back, you know, it's no big deal. And yeah, I think your attitude and going to that has kind of really helped you as well. Yeah. yeah I think it's really Thanks. good. Thanks. Well, I had, um, I had a, a life changing experience when I was in um, South America. Yeah. And that's, and ever since then, I've just, I haven't held back on anything in life. Yeah. And, um, like, I won't tell the whole story because it will go for about 40 minutes. But the short part is... How long have we got? Nah, nah. I, don't, I, I can't, be, can't be bothered going <laughs> that, into it. That could it, be another, another podcast. But anyway, I, like, I was on the border of Colombia and Panama and, like, a, I guess a civil war broke out. And, <laughs> I and, guess. And Claire, Claire and I had to... Um, and our, the town was live, staying in, like, got taken over and, like, yeah. everyone was sort of held hostage. And we escaped. And ran through the um, the jungle and smuggled our way into Panama. But then we got caught in Panama and got held at gunpoint, like um like with AK forty sevens and that. And these guys, they marched me. They made me stand in this little um, you know, like those huts that they have at uh, out the front of Buckingham Palace. So when it's raining, the guards go it's in there. Like a one man, yeah, like tiny a hut. sort of one man yeah. hut sort of thing. And they had one of them with some like foam on the ground in there, and they said. And they weren't really talking. They were more like just directing me with the gun and just probe, like poking yeah. me with the gun. And they made me stand in there. And I thought, fuck, this is it. I'm, this, it's been a good ride, you know. I'm dead. That's, that's it, you know. Fuck. And then they told me to get out. And then they did the same to Claire. And then they told her to get out. And I, from that moment, I thought, fuck. I'm still here. You get no idea why they made you do that. <laughs> I did find out. It's because I was in in Colombia. I mean, so I come from Colombia and I was in Panama, and yeah. they um and they uh, they uh, wanted us to wash the Colombia off our feet. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like it's like because it's because you're on a border. They've got like you know, it's like us versus them. You know what I mean? It's like you can work in like an office and like, it wasn't like, like a customs thing. No, nah, man, like, this isn't this wasn't customs. These were yeah. like dudes in fucking jungle, you know. But, so it was more like a <laughs> symbolic thing. Yeah, it was a bit of like, you know, you're you're in our country now, you better better wash that Columbia off your feet, you know. But people like I don't know, they have different theories on things. But um yeah. But like there was a, a long a lot of events leading up to it and a lot of events afterwards but um we ended up sort of being stranded for for a while and um and sort of they they just yeah we we're stuck in this little village and we couldn't go anywhere because there were people that could kidnap us all up in the jungles and stuff but we got out of there we had to buy, had to pay our way out of there but we had no money so we had to get taken to a uh, to panama city and they yeah 
It was. Oh it's a long story. I won't go into it. Yeah. But um. But for, but ever since that moment, when I when I walked out of that little hut, because I, I thought that's it, and yeah and then ever ever since then if anything pops into my head it's like oh it'd be cool to do this or it'd be cool to do that so i'll just do it you know yeah <laughs> you might end up in a little hut tomorrow who knows exactly exactly yeah. fuck yeah and it's not like i'm you know i could like am i on borrowed time i don't know the guy probably had no intentions on shooting me but i <laughs> yeah. but i uh I, seriously yeah. i was i was looking at it and he in, he was holding it in, yeah. like i'm shooting your position you know so <laughs> anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, th- I think there should be like a, a little break off here like if you'd want to subscribe to mm. tom's other pop- podcast <laughs> yeah i know it's not much to do with art is it no but, but um it's... but i paint i paint a lot honest <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's yeah. i don't know it kind of it, it speaks to your uh experience as, yeah as a person yeah but that's why like i i, I as an artist I will if I someone even with the podcast as we're talking if there's someone I really want to interview I'll just reach out to them and ask them I know it's not that dangerous you know what are you going to get a rejection but um but I don't know like I, I like to um give everything a go cool. yeah um so back in Melbourne uh how does it stack up against you know London or Barcelona for you or other cities you've been to I think it's awesome it's a great city yeah, it's like and I tell you what, I've seen a lot of shit cities, yeah. and coming back to Melbourne, uh, it's like we can see why it keeps getting voted the most livable city in the world and stuff like that. But um, what don't you like about it? What don't I like about it? I like um, it. You don't have to convince me. No, no. I think <laughs> tell I think, me what you don't like about it. I think there's an element of um, I think the the worst the worst part about Melbourne is the drug culture. There's a lot of people who are hooked on like ice and and then like heroin in the 90s and stuff like that yeah. and there's a real drug taking culture over here and i think that, that what more than other cities more more so than other cities really yeah more so like way more like as people like to party a bit and you know like you know yeah. globally people like to party and that and have like party drugs yeah. or whatever but over here like just i don't know i caught up with like you see i've seen a lot of people who i've known from my youth and you see them now and they're like on ice and all fucked yeah. up and stuff and it's like man what happened to you you know yeah it's um and i've and then you catch up with like and then like i'll, I'll see writers or like yeah gra- you know graffiti on the streets i'll be with friends and i'll go oh who's that guy his style's pretty fresh you know and they'll be like oh man that dude's a full ice head you know like he'll stab you <laughs> yeah you know what i mean there's that there's that whole culture the the, the knife crime and there's a there's a violent it's a bit like in Sydney though, right? Oh yeah, in Sydney. Yeah. But there's a lot of in I guess a lot of cities in Australia have the same like yeah. violent undertone, you know. There's a happy go lucky life, but then there's a lot of people that will um you know, won't hesitate to be violent towards you, you know. Yeah. That I think that's a uh, I, I think live that's, in Collingwood and you live in uh, St Kilda and yeah. often I think of um you know, there's differences but um I think someone said to me years ago, like the you know the north side of the city has all the uppers and south side like or the south side has all the uppers and the north side has all the downers. It's just like you know it's maybe it's more heroin and um, you know dope around here and over there it's more like ice and coke or something like that and people yeah. are just more aggressive. Yeah. Um, 
and you yeah. know, I, like <clears throat> it's everywhere. But um, let's talk about what's what's good. What's good? Well, yeah, <laughs> you, good. you're asking what's yeah. bad, you know. Yeah, let, let's, let's go on to what's good. It's your question, man. Yeah, yeah. no, I did. <laughs> I did. Um, what's good? There's so many, so much, so much stuff that's good here. I think. What, what did but, you miss? Hang on, let me ask yeah, what's yeah, good. Yeah. One, one question at a time, man. Um, I think one thing that's amazing and it's on topic with the podcast is there's a really supportive art community in in Australia. Like like the government supports it. There's like artists like oh, there's so many people living as an artist over here. It's crazy. Whereas not like that in a lot of other places. You know, it's yeah, it's true. People are doing it here. And there's a lot, and people, you know, I guess people have never left Melbourne and like, oh yeah, but we're in Melbourne, this and that. But they compare themselves to everywhere else in the world. That there's a good support for the art community in Melbourne. I think it's, yeah, just, I, I, I don't, don't know I about, about the rest that. of Australia, but like, yeah, I think, you know, from a little bit where I sit, it's like, you know, you can't see the forest through the trees. Like I'm surrounded by a lot of other, other artists who are living as artists. Um, but I haven't ever placed myself in another city to see how that compares there. Cause like when I go to another city, I'll probably meet another artist living as an artist. So that's mm. what I see a lot, but I think you're kind yeah. of living in other cities. You'd have a better perspective of that. Yeah. yeah. Like in a lot of, you know, most like pretty much like most of London, yeah. uh, like that most of the artists I know over there, you have to be like really killing it to be not, you know, not, uh, sorry, not having a day job and yeah. being, just living off your art. Like, you know, I'm friends with like D-Face and yeah. people like that and they're killing it. Yeah. But then there's another, there's, and then there's a few guys I know who are doing like um, legal walls and, st- I mean, sorry, um, like paid commission, yeah. like graffiti murals and stuff. Yeah. But they're just like scraping by because it's such an expensive city. Yeah. Like, I gave, I gave it a good crack, but it just, I don't know, it was, it was tough. Like I tried in Spain as well. And that I got by for a while, but then it was yeah. I ended up just getting a job, and it, life was so much easier. <laughs> but in Melbourne, I'm, I'm doing. I'm in the reverse. I've had, I've had a job. Well, I've had a, a, a lot of jobs, but now I'm trying to like just dive in. And I think that I'm uh, I'm in the right environment to really uh, you know, make a go of it. Um. Oh well, yeah, that's what's going on. What do you miss? What did you miss in Melbourne? Yeah. For Melbourne, um. Other than the obvious kind of family and the community or um, people you know and stuff like that i don't know to be honest i didn't i didn't miss it a great deal apart from family and friends if you say if you cut Food? that out if you cut that out of the equation yeah um it was i don't know like not not that much like i knew yeah. that there was a good life here but i was having a good life everywhere else i was yeah. as well and i just knew that once i get home i'm gonna be like oh i'm home yeah. And I knew it was always waiting for me. So yeah, it's nice to know it's there. Yeah. So I like, and, and that whole time I was away, one thing that I did is I had a separate bank account and it had enough money in there for a plane ticket back to Australia. Yeah. So no matter what happened, no matter how you desperate had a I got, safety cord. I had to get out of jail free card in the bank. Um, all right. Going yeah. back to this year. Um, the show is obviously a big thing, but that's you know right at the start of the year. What what's the plans for the rest of the year? Um, I'm trying to get a, uh, a little side business going with some friends, which is really uh, interesting. I don't want to talk about it at the moment because um, yeah. we're not there yet. But it's a podcast. Really, no, no, no. <laughs> um, but it's 
it's a really exciting thing for me and um, I can see a lot of potential in it and um, but then uh, I also want to just just keep doing art and keep growing as an artist and like I'm still sort of one toe in like working like for the man if you know what I mean because because I um, still I've got a few jobs lined up like art related ones that are going to give me an income to live off my art but they haven't all come off yet so so the big thing is working off my art I mean living off my art and um, I feel that that's gonna it's gonna 2007 17 mate 2017 yeah you live in the past totally I think I heard on the radio today it's like oh some old school Dr. Dre from 1996 and and even the announcer's like is that old school it's like and it's like yeah that's 20 years ago it's like fuck yeah (laughs) yeah all right so let's wrap it up where's the best place to find your art online um i guess instagram like all other artists um i've got websites but they need to be updated so i won't say them right now because i've probably got old (laughs) shit on there but the best place to see my art is on um i've got like i've got a a few instagram accounts but um one's um bench talk well one's bench talk where you know it's like (laughs) bench underscore talk and then there's uh, my Aon one, which is A-E underscore O-N underscore. And then my uh, Tom Gerard one is Tom underscore Gerard underscore. If, uh, underscore if we Google shit out Tom, Tom Gerard, will we find you? Yeah. Yeah, I've got a website and that. It needs, right. uh, yeah, I'll, um, I'll, uh, I'll try and update it before, before this comes out, you know. Right, that's the uh, challenge. Yeah, right. yeah. Thanks, that's all right. Thanks that for could... coming in today, Tom. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks for having and me. And Aon. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. It's um, it's it's uh, been nice to come over to your house and uh, have a couple of beers and no worries and kick back. So um, yeah, we hit an hour. Perfect. Yeah. Cheers. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. To find out more about today's guest, go to benchtalkpodcast.com. There you will find all previous episodes and images of the guest's artwork. Also follow us on Instagram, bench underscore talk. There you can keep up to date with all things that are happening with the podcast. Bench Talk's also streaming on SoundCloud and Facebook. Just simply search for Bench Talk Podcast. Or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to rate and review. It helps get the word out. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to tell a friend. Thanks again for tuning in and stay tuned for next week's episode. Bye.